Live from our super-secret studios above Jacques' Flower Shop, this is Gerard at Large. Yeah, baby! Good morning, Manchester. Live and local. News, sports, politics, traffic, and weather. Rich isn't afraid to tackle the tough questions. Who told you you can eat my cookies? You talking to me? Yeah, I hear you. You had a question for me. It's all here on the Gerard at Large radio program. Hello? I'm sorry, who'd you say you were? I am your host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Here's Richard. Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to our one of Gerard at Large. I am your ever humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. Oh, boy, do we. Uh, I don't know. Do I tease you? Do I not tease you? Hmm. I do like to tease. Kind of drives my kids crazy. <laughs> do I tease you or do I not tease you? We have a busy show today. John Cataldo, candidate for Alderman in Ward 8, will uh, join us here. He's been on the show before, but never with me, so it will be a first time with us. Sports will be in our own backyard, and is our children learning? Anne-Marie Banfield has a special guest coming in with her this morning to discuss special ed. Oh, my head. Special ed. That could be the special ed title. Oh, my head. Special ed. You know, one of the things that I'm finding out with Dr. Uh, Bolhen Vargas as our superintendent is that so much I, I'm reminded often when I hear him speak of something that Ronald Reagan said famously to the effect of it's not that our liberal friends lie. It's that so much of what they know just is not so. <laughs> I would probably uh, like to get the uh, actual quote for that, but you get the drift. And it's it's amazing to me, it really is, as as he uh, navigates all that needs to be done here in the district and as we face the many challenges that we have in the Manchester School District, that, uh, huh, so much of what we were told by past administrations and administrators, all of whom now are gone from the district offices, just really wasn't so. And while I, uh, so why, why am I bringing that up? I, I don't know. It just happened to be what uh, my neurons fired. But it's one of the reasons why, oh, I know why. Because special ed is one of those areas where so much of what we've been told just isn't so. Now, I don't know why what we were told or have been told just isn't so. But it's safe to say that uh, things are changing. And uh, that's that's another reason why I hope my friend Lisa Freeman gets reelected in Ward 5, because she asked for a special committee on special education, because there are there are some challenges there. Dr. Vargas is uh, undergoing a thorough review of the operation. He's bringing in new people. I'm hopeful that in the near future we will have a new special ed director. See, I was opposed to hiring the last special ed director, and I said so. Primarily because 
she was hired literally just days before Dr. Vargas took office. And I said, why are we why are we letting the person who's leaving hiring key members of the team for the person who's on the way in? That proved to be um, prescient. (laughs) But uh, so we have um, a lot going on. And, uh, you know, the special committee on special ed, frankly, I don't want to say was sabotaged. But, gee, when you have staff members determining agendas, which is the purview of the chairman, canceling meetings or deciding not to show up to meetings that have been called as a way of, well, I don't know, either trying to control what's going to be discussed or prevent it from being discussed. You got to you got to ask yourself, uh, what's going on? So. And if I know Lisa. And she's reelected and that committee uh, makes it from, you know, to the next uh, to the next board. uh, We'll get we'll get some answers. But with what Dr. Vargas is currently doing. And some of the changes that are being made, who knows? The need for that committee may just simply go away. I know for my part, as the chairman of the subcommittee on finance, we have been uh, pushing for basic financial information. I, I don't find a system that doesn't uh, that that isn't able to tell you in real time how many kids are being served and whether or not that's on target for the budget projections you made is a problem. And it's a problem that I have been wrestling with for nearly two years now. And it's been a problem through all of the personnel changes that we've had. Though I I will say in discussions that I've recently had with members of the staff that it seems that they're getting a handle on things. So I'm, I'm hopeful that you know we won't we won't, we won't be fa- <laughs> we won't be faced with situations where people say i don't know why we're we're way over budget i don't i, I don't know why we got a $600,000 bill in the last month of the year that threw our special ed transportation budget 300 grand in the hole that, that, i mean that was you know for all i mean and there've been bigger cost overruns or that that, that that one was on order of magnitude of 10% of the budget <laughs> You know, um, but. Oh, there you go. Well, you can you can call in and say that. (laughs) Sorry, just got a note popping on my screen. But, uh, you know, when you ask people, well, how did you not know this was going to happen? Well, I don't know. Well, who's responsible for transportation or the transportation coordinator? Well, the transportation coordinator, who has to approve this? You mean to tell me that we don't know what our budget provides so that someone can't say, hey, listen, we've provided another, we've had to do another 26 bus runs. And that 26 bus runs over our budget is going to cost us X. We, we need to prepare for this. So the transportation director couldn't tell us, well, you know, it's really up to the special ed director. Oh, well, wait a minute. No, it's up to, no, it's up to the assistant superintendent. No, what, what? Oh, it's the IEP teams at the local school. 
Whatever they say goes. You mean to tell me that the the R you mean to tell me that the IEP team at the school can somehow order busing that nobody in the district office that's responsible for transportation knows about? Well, no, that can't happen. Well, okay. Well, if that can't happen, doesn't it have to be approved by somebody somewhere before it happens? And doesn't it have to be ordered? Well, yes, it does. Okay, so who's responsible for that? Oh, we don't know. Oh, my head. Oh, well, there, her ears must be ringing. Uh, Lisa Freeman, school board member from Ward 5 and chair of the Special Committee on Special Education, is calling in. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Richard. You're going to make me call with my best uh, morning gravelly voice, aren't you? Fine. There you go. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, that that, that makes two of us. But, you know, I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up. I mean, you know, at least when you watch Abbott and Costello do their who's on first routine, it is laugh out loud funny. This is laugh out loud funny, too, but for an entirely different set of reasons because it's patently absurd, totally ridiculous. And it's, uh, you know, the signs of a group of people who are either utterly incompetent or totally malfeasant in any event. Um, it's not a comedy well, skit. You it's know, real. I didn't put, I didn't, I didn't propose that committee um, <clears throat> to micromanage. And I'm no special ed expert. I will never, I, I will never profess to be. But I am a parent who had a child with I, an IEP. And I do know that there are certain standards that need to be followed. And the amount of phone calls I got from parents about their child with IEPs was yeah. troubling. Yeah, between, between it really that was. and buses, I, you know, uh, that, that exclusively my phone calls, my constituent calls have been, you know, special ed and buses with a handful of other things. But, yeah, between special ed and busing, <laughs> that's most of what I get calls on. It's just the basic mechanics of it, and I and really I proposed that committee because I I want parents to understand what the IEP process is to look like, and I want the administration to work with these parents. Listen, it's it, it isn't about micromanaging. It's not put you know it's not about trying to find somebody in a gutcha moment. It, these this is a vulnerable kid. This is a vulnerable population in our schools. Mm-hmm. These kids, you know what? These kids need to have what they need to have. And the parents are the biggest advocates at this point. So if we can't find a way for the parents and the administration to work together on this, then it's all for naught. Yep. It's all for naught. And um, I, I really do believe Dr. Vargas is very committed on, on fixing um, what may be the problems in, uh, in, in the holes in the special education continuum. Yeah, so, and, and, <clears throat> you know, and we, ironically, I think I think the the move that we made to uh, bring in that outside company to uh, help uh, with our Medicaid billing, I think that's going to have a very positive ripple effect throughout the system as people become aware of not just what services are reimbursable by Medicaid, but what services are available through Medicaid. And I'm hopeful that that's going to uh, do a lot too. I mean, on balance, I think the city does a pretty good job. With special ed, I mean, we only spend forty-seven million dollars on it. Uh, so I think, I think by and large, um, you know, people are, are getting the job done. But there are, I think, some systemic shifts that, were they to be made, would significantly improve the district's ability to uh, provide those resources. Well, I'm, you know, I don't often toot my own horn, but that, that you know, uh, further exploring into Medicaid was actually something I brought to Dr. Vargas. Because I looked at the numbers, and we haven't seen a, a, a we haven't seen an increase in Medicaid reimbursements in ten years, but yet we've seen um, you know our special ed numbers increase. And how can that be? Yeah, 
That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, so, they, yeah, I, keep... I mean, I will toot my own horn over that one. I did bring that to Dr. Vargas, and he acted on that quite quite rapidly. Yeah. You know, but there's, there's, there's a few other things. Something I'm really concerned with, Rick, is the paraprofessionals. We don't have enough paraprofessionals in this district, and we certainly don't pay them enough. So maybe some of the Medicaid, you know, reimbursement money that we're realizing can go to give these paras a, a better, you know, starting pay. Um, and this is where the chief comes out expensive. If you're paying paras not very much money and expecting them to do a really difficult job and can't and scratch your head and say, geez, why are we having such a big turnover? Um, you know, you, you're kind of you're defeating the purpose all the way around. So there, there's so many things that we can do with special education to make it um, really what it needs to be and not spend a lot of money doing it either. Again, I'm big on the cheap comes out expensive thing. Cut, 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 but, you know, where, where are we going to stop? So special ed is going to continue to be my baby as long as on, I'm on that board. All right, I'll bring the burp cloth. <laughs> Lisa Freeman, school board candidate for Ward 5, yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Have a nice Bye. day. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports when we come back. Ward 8, Aldermanic candidate. John Cataldo will be in the house. Stay with us.